This podcast is free and it's accessible to everyone thanks to support from listeners like you. If you value this show, please consider supporting its production by donating to our home, KUOW. It only takes a minute to give and you'll be helping to support the production of this podcast. Make a donation at KUOW.org or follow the link in the show notes. And thanks. His name was Dexter. There's nothing in the rule book that says a Sasquatch can't play basketball. He woke up in the morning, saw a barrow in a dinghy like a dog. <laughs> Pooping like a peach pit. No. Okay, please delete all of that immediately. Text me back. Text me back at once. Why won't you text me back? Text. Text me back. Text me back, back. Megan. Welcome to Text Me Back, a podcast about best friendship, the worst animals, and the best people. I'm Lindy West. And I'm MHM, which is an abrieve for Megan Hatcher Mace. Lindy, people might not know this about me, but before we started this podcast that's primarily about rat ghosts, human ghosts, and I think you know we keep saying that this podcast is about snakes and we still haven't talked about snakes, but anyway, before we started this illustrious podcast, um I was a I was a little bit of a swamp person. What does that mean, Megan? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Tell me everything. I used to work on democracy policy and voting rights and stuff. And I used to get invited to cool parties here in the District of Columbia so that I could hobnob with other swamp people and try to be like, hey, has anyone at this party thought about saving democracy? And everyone would be like, nope. Thanks for asking. (laughs) But anyway, I was just thinking about this because we're coming up on Swamp Person holiday party season. And weirdly, I have not received a single invite (laughs) for a single party. Isn't that upsetting? You're off the list. You've only been out of politics like two weeks. I know. I can't believe they're already (laughs) shadow banning you. Oh my God. I've been shadow banned by big Christmas party. (laughs) I knew it. Oh my God. But in years past, honestly, I love, I love a good Christmas party. And in DC, they are such a gas because... Um, I don't know exactly why this happens, but every year everyone's like, oh, whoops, we accidentally have $10,000. Does anyone want to come to an open bar holiday party? And for some reason, Pete Buttigieg is going to be there and everyone has to hold Megan back because she inexplicably hates Pete Buttigieg with her entire being. And I'm like, yes, I want to go. I want to be held back. (laughs) I bet. I bet it's splicable. (laughs) It's splicable. You could splick it if you wanted to. He's the most... One of the most cynical politicians I've ever seen in my life. You know, it's just like he adopted centrism as a vibe, which is strange because he's my age. It's like, Mm. I I find it disgusting. Where'd you get that? Yeah, where'd you find that? Joe Mm. Biden University? He Mm -hmm. at least came by his bad opinions, uh, you know, in good faith over the course of the last 50,000 years that he's been alive. But Pete Buttigieg, I don't like it. Skeptical. Mm -mm. Okay, so I want to know everything. So you roll up to this party. What kind of a building is it in? Who's there? What does it look like inside? Is there holly? Is there mistletoe? <laughs> and is this is this a bipartisan affair? 
Okay, let's start with the last one. No, it is not a bipartisan affair. It's like, it'll be all like staffers from progressive nonprofits. The occasional member of Congress will show up and you'll be like, oh my, oh no. (laughs) While you're like stuffing (laughs) canapes into your mouth and you're like, oh, sorry, hi, nice to see you. (laughs) Usually you'll roll up. Sometimes if you're lucky, it's at a mansion. Those are elite parties. And now I feel like I've talked about it. I'll probably never get invited to one again, but it's okay because I think we should pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, One of my favorite holiday parties ever was at a very fancy home. And there was, there was like tons of food, open bar. It was like incredible. And there was also (laughs) an in-person chocolatier making bespoke truffles. (gasps) I was like, oh my God, somebody distract the host while I just empty all of these truffles into my bag, into my like New Yorker tote bag. (laughs) Okay, that is like fully Hunger Games. I know. I mean, like very capital, literally capital. (laughs) It is. That is wild. Yeah, stuff. Because uh, speaking as someone, and I don't don't mean to derail. I want to hear so much more about swamp holidays, but. Speaking of someone not working in the Capitol, the like I got in right at the tail end where I had like one year of holiday parties working in the newspaper business. I had like one year of holiday parties working in blogs. <laughs> I, I got a I think my first year working in TV, I got a big Christmas gift basket from my agency. And every single every single one of these industries has run out of holiday party money. Yeah. It's sad. Completely. And then the government is making bespoke trufles. <laughs> it's not literally the government. It's like government people yeah, but, will go to them, but they're run yeah. by like, or they're thrown by, you know, like organizations. To- but government people, government people are eating bespoke they're truffles. They're eating the fancy truffles. Uh, you know, the ethics rules say as long as you can carry it around, it's ethical to give people that special snack. That's a real rule, by the way. <laughs> what? It's true. It's like you can't. It's like some ethical rule where you can't <laughs> give people, like give members of Congress, like a sit down dinner. But if you just have like canapes, that's not unethical because no one's getting bought off by a truffle and a risotto ball that you carry around. Is that why Dwayne The Rock Johnson is <laughs> at <laughs> yeah. the Capitol? Yes. He's, he's, like, he's like, I'm delivering run for office. <laughs> he's gonna run for office so that people can give him huge yes. bars of gold because he he's the only one so carry. many yeah he can carry so many just like plates of sushi and cash yeah yeah it's incredible that's why i i think that's why it's either that or like multivitamins yeah like multivitamin regulations or something so sometimes you're at a mansion and then you show up and somebody and like a security guard will make sure you're vaccinated because you know the libs love medicine mm. you know <laughs> you'll walk in those like guys in tuxedos they, they make sure you get your chip yeah <laughs> yeah that's so they can track me after you know how it goes um i actually am very excited for this to end up on some QAnon thing where it's like <laughs> see <laughs> see even the the democrat de- demon rat swamp people admit they're chipped it's like no i said we eat chips no. at the party come on it's ethical jeez um so you get there and then you You're go in allowed and- to have as many chips as you can carry <laughs> it's allowed um so you get there you get your vaccine checked your vaccination records checked you go inside immediately well if you're me immediately you're like where is the bar 
So you find that, get a little bottle of Prosecco or champagne, depending on who's hosting. Hello. Um, and then people in tuxedos walk around and give you little snackers. And I say yes to all of them. Some people are like, ooh, yeah, ooh, I don't like tuna. I'm like, Pfft out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then some people will like try to do business, like talk strategy, do business, whatever. I, I hate that. I'm like, this is a party. If you guys wanted to talk strategy, set up a Zoom. They, yeah. they have champagne over there. Like, what are you doing? You know? Who is kissing under the mistletoe? Amy, Amy Klobuchar <laughs> and Chuck Schumer? Yeah, like just softly embracing each other before heading back over to the chocolatier. You know, those sorts yeah. of things. Actually, the last one I went to, I don't think there was mistletoe, but my favorite moment was, I will, I will not name names for privacy, but my favorite was a member of Congress like burst into the mansion and said, where's the liquor? I was like, yeah. Finally, somebody's ready to party. Let's go. Um, so that was really great. Uh, and then that person came up and gave me a big bear hug and was like, thanks for all your work. And I was like, oh, this kicks ass. It was so fun. So I don't want to I don't want to be rude about the holiday parties because I love them. And I'm waiting for my invite. <laughs> but, you know, you'll just be walking around one of these parties and a member of Congress will show up and you're like, is this just normal? You guys are just acting like this is normal. And meanwhile, I, a person who who's like my first job out of college was in retail making $9 an hour is just like shoving food <laughs> into my pocket because I still think at any moment I could be, uh, you know, destitute again, living out of my living out of my Volvo. <laughs> your, your cheeks are puffed out like a little hamster full of gumballs. At the party with the chocolatier, I way overstayed my welcome because I could see in the kitchen there were so many leftover risotto balls. And I was like, surely if I'm the last person to leave, they'll be like, oh, do you want to take some of these? <laughs> to go. And my coworker I went with was like, that, that was crazy. You needed to have left like 45 minutes ago. And I was like, but there were so many risotto balls. Like, what were they going to do with them? There's just too like, Come on. So I didn't get any leftover risotto balls. Uh, but again, oh. as I mentioned, still available for the invites you know where to find me people come on it's nice it's like especially when you work on like a political issue that's really hard it's really easy yeah. to feel like i earned this risotto ball you know what i mean like this year's yeah. been really difficult and yes it's very swampy and it's very privileged and all of that but you know when you work at a nonprofit and things are really difficult you're like i'm gonna steal these truffles See you later. Yeah, that's part of your pay. Yeah. This risotto ball. <laughs> and then the IRS takes 30% of your risotto ball. That's right. There's I do this have IRS to... guy there that's like, oh, oh, oh. I, I declare the risotto Taking balls. One bite. one bite out to... of everyone's risotto ball. I have to declare the risotto balls on my taxes every year. Yeah. And then <laughs> Senator Dwayne The Rock Johnson walks out carrying the stove. And he's like, this is a campaign contribution. <laughs> he's just deadlifting the fridge. And everyone's like, yep. what are you this doing? This is mine now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the law. That's kind of like what it's like. They're, it's all, they're always really fun. They're, you know, tinged with a little bit of guilt because, you know, not everyone's having that much fun at or as fancy of a party, but mostly hmm. fun. And you get a lot of good gossip. So, so uh, I envision you at these parties. Here's what I see. Tell me if this is right or wrong. Mm -hmm. When I picture you entering the swamp party, it's like when Sydney Bristow <laughs> has to go on alias, has yeah. to go undercover at like the Russian oligarch's ball. Yeah. And she wears like a wig, mm -hmm. like a hot pink bob wig. And she has like a cigarette holder. And is that what you do? And yeah, you and like, like dance, you dance with the mysterious culprit. <laughs> 
to try to find out, out about the secret plans. I go up to Alexi and I say, Privyet, yeah. when are you <laughs> passing the democracy bill? <laughs> that's what, and then I, I'm like, and then I'm like, where's the chocolatier? Um, that's what I'm like at the parties. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so yeah, you nailed after it. all these years, after all these years of going to holiday swamp parties, uh, did you like? Do you have like? congressperson friends and foes like is it like a is it like a school cafeteria like (laughs) who's the nicest and who's the meanest and who's the meanest it's hard to say who's the meanest well here's what i'll say it's like every if you run for congress there's something wrong with you you're not well you're maladjusted (laughs) uh because only absolutely insane people would want that job but also you know it's like so it's like mostly i would say it's 98 percent megalomaniacs who just like want to be close to power and 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 they want risotto want balls risotto balls i literally was gonna say the snacks are like really uh, good i'm sorry you know, so <laughs> no no you're getting it now you're getting why people want to run for congress <laughs> it's literally the snacks so they're all like mildly at least m- moderately deranged like as just a baseline so many of them are not very nice you know congress is really weird I, so i've never run into this person at a party but I, I'm so sorry to say this, but the nicest member of Congress I ever met, <laughs> Megan, Megan, I'm scared. Was Megan? <laughs> I can see the face that you're making, and I'm scared of who this is going to be. Well, his name is Mark Meadows, who listeners may remember as Donald Trump's former chief of staff, who maybe allegedly helped plan January sixth. And he's my best friend. <laughs> Listeners, please. I'm so sorry because I know every single episode, Lindy and I stray further and further from the light. <laughs> and we're like, we're accidentally red pilling ourselves into being like, are Republicans really that bad? Because Mark Meadows is really nice. And Chuck Grassley has funny I mean, Can you take us back to the moment you first met your best friend, Mark? Before Mark Meadows became Donald Trump's chief of staff, he was just a regular, degular member of Congress from North Carolina. And he was on... Um, one of the same committees as the person I work for. I used to work for Eleanor Holmes Norton, who is the non-voting delegate for the District of Columbia. They had the funniest little, like the weirdest little relationship. They always re- called each other my good friend, even though every other day, like Mark Meadows was <laughs> introducing bills to be like, I would like to destroy the entire District of Columbia, overturn all of their gun laws and arrest everyone I see. <laughs> and But they still... <laughs> maintained kind of like a collegial relationship, which, you know, is just kind of funny to me. He's the only member of Congress I ever met in my in the three years that I worked on the Hill. He was the only member of Congress I ever met who bothered to learn my name. And so before he went to work for Trump, I was like, it's really crazy because this guy I know is hostile to my existence. But he, he makes an effort to be nice, which is not anything I can say about like any other member of Congress that I personally um, engage with, or very few of them. So the meanest, hard to say, they're all very mean. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hearing is that you could have stopped January 6th. I could have. Anyway, so that's, oh. so Mark Meadows, certified nicest member of Congress. He will overthrow democracy. He will. But he will also give you his extra risotto balls and he'll remember your name. Yeah, that's what I think. And once again, Megan has gotten got. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, I'm an easy mark. It's funny because we've been talking about like cults and 
oh, I want to be open hearted about people who fall for these cults, but I don't really get it because these people are so uncharismatic. And meanwhile, I'm like, I love my battles. So I think I could very easily be getting well, Megan, gotten, got, getting, gotten, ha- and got. Have I got an offer for you, Megan? Go on. If you send me $9,000. I will tell you who your twin flame is. Oh my god! That what a bargain! What's yeah. your Venmo? <laughs> oh wait, do you take cash? Just straight. I'll cash? give you a hint. I do take cash. Mail it to me in a big bag with a dollar sign on it. But Megan, I will give you one hint about the initials of your twin flame. <gasps> His initials are MM. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> is he currently under indictment? <laughs> you got it, babe. My heart goes pitter-patter. <laughs> Mark, if you're listening, which you're absolutely not, <laughs> call me. Coming up, I give this beautiful podcast the honorific it richly deserves, a nickname. And in doing so, I endanger my best friendship with Megan. Do not miss it. Also coming up, I quit. Our show is called Text Me Back, so we want to invite you to our group chat. Do you have any questions for us about your own friendship dilemmas? Maybe friendships with ghosts or just some personal tidings of your own? No song needed, but encouraged. Very encouraged. We want to include your questions and tidings on the show. So text us to join the Text Me Back text club. Text BFF to 206 926 9955. That's 206-926-9955. And even if we can't text you back every time, we pinky promise to read all of your texts and think about how to include them in the show. At Soundside, we bring you news and conversation rooted in the Pacific Northwest. Hi, I'm Libby Denkman. I think of my job hosting Soundside as number one, Asking tough questions of powerful people, the questions you KUOW listeners want answered. And two, bringing you a daily slice of the fascinating, confounding, and often goofy side of life in Washington State. Join me for Soundside at noon and 8 p.m. on KUOW or anytime on the Soundside podcast. Megan, I have incredible news for you. I feel like it's not going to be incredible. <laughs> I have a, a, a gift. It's wrapped up with a bow oh, for you. A prezi. I love prezi. Yes. So you know how you were saying that you like doing our podcast, but. Oh, I don't remember saying but. But you wish so much. The one thing that could make the podcast better is if we had a nickname for the podcast. You are gaslighting Like, you know me. how other podcasts have a cool nickname? No. Well, no, okay, they, you no, know they, how... No, oh, no. <laughs> they do. No. no, I think I think they do. Name a podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. So, I thought of a nickname for our podcast. Okay. So, you can rest easy. I okay. nailed it. Okay. So, you know how um, when we talk about our podcast on slack or in our text group chat that we have yeah we abbreviate the podcast to tmb to save a little space save a few characters yeah and it saves hours of of time shortening it like that that got me thinking oh 
Always a dangerous proposition. The nickname <laughs> for our podcast could be Ooh. okay. TMB, remember? Yeah. Tave Matthews Band. <laughs> it's oh. perfect. Oh. Um because what? <laughs> um, is it because this podcast is about Dave Matthews Band? No, it's because it's TMB, Tave Matthews Band. Text me back. Listen. Oh, ray, ba, ba, well, you know, I think this podcast has had a good run. Megan. I am leaving though. <laughs> I am I'm I can't I can't abide this. What Megan, you signed no. a contract. <laughs> first of all, that doesn't make any sense. It does it's TMB. <laughs> TMB. Text me back, Tave Matthews band. And I think it's good. It evokes warm feelings in the people of the 90s. I don't think that's right. The musicianship is higher than any other band of the era. I just don't think that our podcast needs... Ribbity <laughs> also, Dave, Dave Matthews, hometown hero, Seattle resident. I saw him once mm. in Wallingford with a stroller oh. in 2003. Did he, 2005. Did you talk, did you, did you talk no. to him? Did you talk no, to him? No, but... <laughs> Yes. Pass the broccoli. That is what he, that, wait, do you know him? That is what he was saying. And, um, have you met? <laughs> I just, I can't think of a reason not to have the podcast nickname be It's Tate so Matthews interesting Band. because I can think of four million reasons just off the rip. Oh, okay, literally, name I, one. I, I literally because, name one. You know what? <laughs> The music is so bad. It's so Megan, so bad. Megan, it is. First of all, it is not bad. Don't it is please. We don't need good. Here's it's the thing that, that you good. need to understand, Megan. <sighs> here's the thing you need to understand. Here's my philosophy of of life. Sometimes things that are bad are good. Mm. 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 Make Sit you, with it. Make you think. Okay, think. can I get can you get can you put one hand over your heart, one hand over your solar plexus? Let's get grounded and let's think really think about Dave Matthews band. This is because, so okay, Megan, you know what? I've known you, I've known you, I've known you a long time, Megan. I've you know, known you a long time, Megan, want, and I, I know some please. things about you. I know some things about you. Am I not allowed to have any secrets? No, not on the podcast. No. I told you this in confidence. <laughs> no, you didn't. No. You told everyone. No. You said, I'm Megan and I'm going to see Dave Matthews Band this weekend and I'm going to camp outside and I'm going to dance in the rain to my, is that boy Dave? Is that, and you did. Is and that you, did it th- you did it not once, not twice, but thrice. You followed the band. It was actually in your van. It was, it was twice. Mm. I wasn't a van. That's why this is so difficult for me because I finally, finally unbrainwashed myself. I left the cult of Dave Matthews band. No. And here you are. No, no. Bringing him back. You were horrible. No, you- By the way, while, no, excuse me. While we're on the topic of things people told other people, I remember so clearly in like 2009, Miss Lindy West uh-huh. turns to me. Hey, and whatever she this says, is going to be, whatever this is going to be, I'm going to stand by it. 
I can tell you that right now. Okay, tell me. What is it? Fine. Here's what you said. You said, you know, one thing I'm really proud of is that I never got into Dave Matthews Band because they're embarrassing. That's what you said. (laughs) That's what you said. And now look at you torturing me with Dave Matthews Band. Okay, this is grace. Watch it in action. I was wrong. I was wrong, Megan. And I've learned You were not. Because ever since I thought of the nickname, I've been listening to that one song on my Spotify. You don't even know the names of the songs. (laughs) Yes, it's about ants. It's about ants. <laughs> I've oh been my listening God. to the ants, just- the ant song, and it, it it's giving slaps. <laughs> Is that what they say? Oh my God. Um, I'm sorry, but it's good. Okay. What are you in? What are you into oh, from the look. '90s? Megan. Smooth by you Bob know, Thomas and Santana. What is happening? I'm just uh, saying. Listen, you could do worse than Dave Matthews Band. I don't think that's right. Mm. I don't think so. It's definitely right. Um, listen, I here's what I will admit. I freaking loved Dave Matthews Band, late high school, early college. I did go to two concerts at the Gorge in George, Washington. Not, I did not follow <laughs> the band. And I had like bootleg Dave Matthews Band CDs and stuff. Uh, you know, I just feel like everyone has like a high key humiliating band that they love when they're first starting to figure out what emotions are and how to name them. And for me, that was Dave Matthews band. And then you get older and you're like, wow, <sighs> gross. No, Megan. You think See, about think- when you think back on the time of your life when you were listening to that kind of music, it's like, oh, I hate every emotion associated with that. And also the music is bad. So it's a combo for me. What I hear right now, it's not you rejecting Dave Matthews band. It's you rejecting oh, yourself, no. your younger self. Yeah. I'm going to bully her. She deserves to be bullied. Let me give you a counterexample. Let me give you a counterexample. For years, okay. I have for years I perpetrated a fraud from I would say let's let's say from 2000 from 2001 to 2021. I told the world that I did not think that Sublime was good. And you know what I did in 2021? I bought a shirt. I bought the shirt with the weird sun on it. It came pre-distressed from Urban Out from Hot Topic. I didn't have that when I was in high school and I have it now. (laughs) You're such a poser. I don't care is the thing. I don't care. It gives me pleasure in my heart. I do. I did love Sublime. I love Sublime in high school. Uh, I had a really just an absolutely devastating ska phase that went on for years. I loved like real big fish. I'm saying you gotta you gotta reconsider like the, all of the, it. The skankin pickles. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. Ain't there's nothing more beautiful. No, no, there's nothing no, more beautiful. No. No, no. Megan? This is like you being like, you know what? When you were a baby, you wore diapers. You have to embrace your younger self. It's like, I'm not putting the diapers back on, man. We've moved on. Look, Megan, you got uh, you got to crack open that leather-bound CD book, and you got to pull out that Ben Harper, and you got to slide it in to your old laptop, probably, because oh, you probably don't have a disk drive anymore. And you got to see how it ma- that makes you feel, because- I'm telling you, 
giving our younger selves some love that's where the healing happens. And that's why I bought us tickets to the G Love and Special Sauce reunion tour. Is Jack Johnson opening? Jack Johnson is opening. <laughs> okay, well, I do remember sitting in my Volvo with you. And I remember being like, <sighs> man, can you believe we're never going to see Sublime live with Brad on vocals? R.I.P. <laughs> If I have one regret in oh life. God. That's and it. You know, that's that, it. Does that still hold? That you? stands. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Okay. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I think it's okay to let things from your past go and you don't mm. have to revisit them and your younger self will survive. That's what I think. Mm. That's what I think. And I don't think people's and I don't think people's podcasts have to have stupid nicknames. I don't think that. That's so mean. That's my hot take. Coming in hot. Ma- Ma- Megan, do you you really don't like my podcast nickname? My God. You really think that my podcast nickname is that bad, Megan? Okay, I guess. <laughs> You're probably right. I, I so much. I must- I guess I'm kind of stupid. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, hey. No, hey. Lindy, <laughs> no, we, come on. We don't have to. Nick- no, no, man. No. We no, don't have no, to use man. the nickname. That's okay. Hey, hey. Hey, yeah? hey, big guy. We can call it. We can call it Tave yeah? Matthews Band. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It does. It does. It does. Ribbity, buddy, well. She she goes into the podcast <laughs> and she does the podcast. No. The podcast ends, the podcast begins. Look, I a little okay, okay. Last thing I want to say, Dave Ma- Dave Matthews seems like a cool guy. I like his vibe. Okay. Sorry. After the break, Lindy and I tell you about a mystery we've been obsessing over for literal decades. A mystery involving a boy, a Sasquatch, and maybe a peach pit? If that makes no sense to you, we know. Hey, my name's Claire McGrain, and I'm a producer for Seattle Now, KUOW's local news podcast. There is a lot happening in our region, and it's a lot of work to keep track of it all. We'll get you caught up on the latest news and take a deep dive into something happening around the city, all in under 15 minutes. Get a morning walk-in or grab a cup of coffee and start your day with us. Learn something new and connect with our city by searching for Seattle Now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Megan, (laughs) you know how we're doing this podcast at like a real radio station where journalists work? Yes. Very weird that we tricked them into that. But yes, yes, yes. I was thinking 
you know how our lives and our friendship um, have been full of mysteries? Yes, every day. It's like, is that Robert Stack? <laughs> Here's what I was thinking. Here's what I was thinking. What if we exploit KUOW's journalism department oh. to solve some of the things we've been wondering about for all of our lives? I have an idea already. Can I tell yeah, you what it is? And I think we should definitely uh, put the illustrious KOW journalism crew on some of the hot topics <laughs> that have been bothering yes. us since the early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah. Okay. So remember when we used to um, drive around and go to Fred Meyer every day? Do I? And Fred Meyer is like a sort of regional target vibe. It's a big box store. Is that what that's called? Medium box. um, It's (laughs) a medium box store, but it has like a local charm. And Megan and I used to go there uh, every day and Mm -hmm. we would go in the photo booth and we would go to the like media department and we would look at um, what CDs were on sale and what cassette tapes were on sale and what VHS tapes were on sale. And one of those times we found two copies on super sale (laughs) <laughs> I think it was like one ninety nine. I hope it wasn't any more than one ninety nine <laughs> of a little movie called Big and Hairy. Yeah, tagline: One boy, one Sasquatch, one big friendship. <laughs> now get your heads out of the gutter. I know you heard Big and Hairy and thought, "Ooh," but no, mm. it's a no. very wholesome children's film starring. Richard Thomas <laughs> from the Waltons. From the Waltons. And I don't even think anyone else famous is in it. But it's a very important culturally significant film. Yeah, it's from 1998. It's a movie about a boy named Picasso Dulap who who makes friends with a Sasquatch that he finds in the woods and then he and then he recruits the Sasquatch to play middle school basketball because the Sasquatch is, you know, nine foot six. Because there's nothing in the rules. There's nothing Mm -mm. in the Constitution that says an enormous Sasquatch (laughs) can't play middle school boys basketball. An enormous monkey monster (laughs) never before seen by human man. Maybe the regional middle school boys basketball league should have covered all of its bases when it wrote Correct. the rule book because you don't know when a 50 foot Sasquatch might show up <laughs> it, itching to dunk on some children <laughs> which which he does which he does repeatedly um, yeah, I mean there's literally they 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 open a big dusty like gold bound ru- middle school basketball rule book and they say because they, they it, it goes all the way to the top like it goes to court <laughs> and they're like I'm sorry there's nothing in the rule book that says it's like, I'm sure there's nothing in the rule book about all kinds of stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and yet. So we, we bought two copies. We each yeah. had our own copy. I'm sure yeah. I still have mine because I have a problem. Um, <laughs> and, but there was one line mm-hmm. in the movie that haunted us. We rewound and watched it over and over and over and over trying to figure out what the F this kid was saying. And it's the moment when Picasso's best friend, I think, Dexter Dexter sees the Sasquatch for the first time rowing a boat for some reason and he comes running back inside he's almost in tears he's so terrified <laughs> he tells everyone quote I saw a bear rowing a dinghy 
I remember he pronounces the hard he pronounces the G hard like that. A dinghy. <laughs> dinghy. I saw I saw a bear rowing a dinghy. And people are like, what? Because that's obviously ridiculous. And then Megan, do you remember what he says? How could I forget? Well, first of all, the the whole town is like, <laughs> Dexter. <laughs> no, you idiot. Maybe it was a man rowing a dinghy. Sometimes our eyes can play tricks on us, dear, and at night, well. Not was another one of your japes. It's obviously a man rowing a dinghy it wasn't a man it wasn't a man it was a bear and then he says says, the fateful line yeah it was all hunched over the oars like a dog grooming a peach pit or so we think that's what he it sounds like nothing we don't know it sounds like nothing else it 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 could it it is so it's like uh, he unambiguously in my opinion says it was all hunched over the oars like a dog grooming a peach pit. And yeah. we were so obsessed with this. Like, is a dog grooming a peach pit uh, an expression that, that we, we don't missed? know? Is it like a regional saying? But I you know? have, in the years since I have Googled it, it 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 yeah. appears nowhere. Yes. Well, you know, we we did approach KOW and said, "Can you please? Can you check Lexus Nexus? Can you do some journalism?" <laughs> uh, and some of them dusted off their Pulitzers and laughed in our faces. So actually, right. we had to do what some we need. some number crunching ourselves. So we so first of all, this the entire movie is available on YouTube, which seems illegal, but it's there for the greater good. Yeah. But the artificial intelligence captions are not any help. Like <laughs> YouTube, no. claim, the YouTube captions claim that Dexter is saying he was all hunched over like a dog pooping a peach pit, no. which Can't makes less sense somehow than grooming. It's not that. It's not, it's not that. It's not, first of all, uh, I would have noticed if he said a dog pooping a peach pit because I would have said, <laughs> you know, uh, he definitely said a dog grooming a peach pit. Uh, but here's what I want to do. I want because the Pulitzer journalists are busy, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, I want to turn it over to the text me back listener. Yes, please. Text me, text me back text club. I want you all to listen to this line. Get your ear horn. <laughs> and shove it up to the speaker. I need you to tune in hard and listen to this. He was hunched over the oars, just like like a dog pooping a peach pit. What are we doing here? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, Picasso. <laughs> I I don't know what any what have we what are we doing here? What have we been doing here for the last twenty five years trying to figure this out? But now I feel like I've been unduly influenced because it does kind of sound like he now it kind of sounds like he is saying pooping a peach pit. Megan, but, don't even go there. Don't even go there, Megan. But even if he is saying pooping, that's not like a who well known like that? turn of freight. Who hunches over like that? Do dogs famously like get into peaches when they shouldn't and then poop out the pits? What is happening? I think I think stone fruits are toxic for dogs. What is Dexter talking about? <laughs> we are not going to solve this mystery on our own, clearly. So please join our BFF text club. And you can do that by texting BFF to 206-926-9955. 206-926-9955. You can send your ver- verifiably correct answer. You can also email your answer 
to text me back at KUOW.org. Please. Please. We need your help. Solve this mystery. It's been ongoing for over 20 years. Tell us what you think it says. Or do you have secret knowledge? Did your did your great, great grand grand Mima used to say a dog grooming a peach pit to describe oh, something that's hunched over? Are you screenwriter Brian Daly? If you are screenwriter Brian Daly, please are you, text the club. Are you actor Tyler Thompson who played Dexter? Are in the you movie? a dog all hunched over in a dinghy? Text the text club. This is a BFF mystery, and therefore we need the BFFs to assemble. If you get it right, I will buy you a copy of Big and Harry on VHS on eBay, and I will send it to you. That's good. Yeah. Also, if you're my agent, Jason Richman at UTA, please, can you connect me with anyone who worked on this movie? <laughs> Do you listen to my podcast? <laughs> Jason. Jason, please. Please return my calls. <laughs> about this specifically, I don't care about other work. None of the other projects. Uh, don't. I don't care. This is the only thing that matters to me. <laughs> Megan, we did it. We did another podcast. We did it really big this time. We we <laughs> we hunched over the oars of the podcast boat. <laughs> like two podcast hosts grooming a peach pit. I don't know. <laughs> Please help us. And while we wait for your assistance, I think, you know what they say, gotta make another podcast, gotta make another episode, that's what they're saying, the people in the streets absolutely clamoring. (laughs) I remember my grandfather sitting by the fire smoking his pipe, and he would pull the pipe from his lips, and he would say, gotta make another podcast. And here we are. We did it. We're gonna make another podcast next week, Megan. We are. And... This podcast answers to a higher power, Mm -hmm. and that power is Gandalf. We will be discussing the number one top, cozy, most important, most important text me back, sacred, sacred tradition. It's rewatching all three Lord of the Rings, ideally in one single day, fully immersing our entire bodies into Middle Earth. And next week's episode is going to be all Lord of the Rings all the time. There's even going to be a wizard. So tune in. You will not, literally not want to miss it. No. Hold on to your Lembus bread because we're infecting ourselves with the Bilbonic Plague. (laughs) That's my shiny shirt, baby. Okay, let's go. It's the Lord of the Rings episode. It's the Lord of the Rings episode, yeah. Somebody calls Shelob because we're getting into it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Text Me Back. You can find me on Instagram at the Lindy West. And you can find me at important M-E-A-G-A-N. If you like the show, please tell your best friend about us and please rate and review us. It helps people find the show. Text Me Back is a production of KUOW in Seattle, a proud member of the NPR Network. Our editor is Jeannie Yandel. Our senior producer is Brandy Fullwood. Our mixer is Jason Burroughs. 
Our production team includes Juan Pablo Chiquitza, Michaela Giannotti Boyle, Amelia Peacock, Hans Twite, Brendan Sweeney, and Marshall Eisen. Our music is by Chief Aha Mefile J. Oluo. And special thanks to our perfect angel, Isolde Raftery. I'm Lindy West. And I'm Megan Hatcher-Mays. See you next week.